welcome to the Hope Vineyard Podcast. For more information, go to www.hopevineyardchurch.us. This morning, we are um, starting a series called Thriving Together in a Time of Uncertainty. Now, please don't hear that you should already be all thriving together. It's okay. Many of us are just surviving right now. So don't turn it off just because you feel like you might not be thriving. That's okay. We have days where we might feel like we're thriving, and then we have days where we don't get out of bed. So it's just a, it's a, it's a trying time for everybody. But I think that we can be encouraged by um, Paul's letter to the Philippians that he was able to have joy and um, and thrive in a way, not necessarily happy. I'm having so much fun, and I get to you know be on vacation. He was writing this from jail, um, but he was able to thrive in a way that we can also see modeled, and we can try to experience the kind of um, joy and certainty that Paul had, even in in certain times. We right before we this whole coronavirus thing shut the church um, doors. We were in a message series about the book of Acts, and we had just introduced Paul. So let me tell you a little bit about Paul. He was um, he wasn't one of Jesus's early disciples. He didn't actually meet Jesus until after Jesus had died and rose again. Um, Paul was out there persecuting the church and killing Christians. And then he was on his way to Damascus one day and bright light came and blinded him. And, and he actually met Jesus. And Jesus told him, why are you, you know, asked him, why are you persecuting the Lord? And he realized that um, the the, those who were following Jesus and recognized him as God were really following um, were really following God, and his he wasn't honoring God by killing Christians, and so his life dramatically changed, and he um, began to really understand who Jesus was, and after you know spending time studying and and praying and getting to know um, Jesus, he went out and started a bunch of different churches and he his he was actually called to the gentiles who were the non-jews and he started churches and and stayed and and um pastored them and then he would visit them and and people became very fond of him um and he was he was the leader even though there was there were other lay leaders then and he was able to visit them, but at times he wasn't. And one of the times he wasn't able to visit them was when he was in prison in Rome. And he didn't know if he was going to be um, get out of prison or not. And yet he wrote um, them and was able to stay connected in that way. They were also, you know, going through times of persecution. And so it wasn't always easy for them to be the, um, the church, and so, and so we felt like um, this letter to Philippians would be a really good place for us to begin this message series because it talks. It, there's some things that we can identify with in Paul's circumstances and in the um, circumstances of the Philippians. First, they're not all together. They don't get to be with their friend Paul. And the times are uncertain with them because they're, you know, di different um, Christian leaders had been martyred. The, you know, they sometimes had favor and sometimes didn't. And yet 
Paul was writing to encourage them, not saying that he was just a leader far away and, you know, they must do what he says, but he was saying that we're in this together. And these were called um, Paul's, uh, Philippians is one of Paul's joy letters because he expresses so much joy in his letter at a time when he's still, um, circumstances are uncertain and he is imprisoned. And he's, ex and he's encouraging his, the um, church to experience this joy and this um, thriving life as well. So though, um, so we're going to be reading through Philippians, and I'd like to encourage you to read it as if the letter was written to you. Now, this is okay, because this is one of the things that they did when, they, when um, the leaders would write letters. The letters were shared amongst churches. And so each of the churches would read the letter, and they would take the words that were written for um, on behalf of the Philippians for, the, for themselves as well. And though we are separated through... Um, but with by separated from Paul by time and space, we're separated from each other by space as well. And so I think we can all take Paul's words and and soak them into ourselves and be encouraged to experience the the life that we live when we're living for Christ. And so this morning, our focus will be on how Paul is, ex is telling us, first and foremost, we're, we're in this together and we're living for Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence here this morning. We ask that you'll um, be present in the homes and the cars, place, every, anywhere, gardens, wherever people are listening and watching this um, this morning, we ask that you will be present with them and that they that you will um, hold us all together in your love and that you will grow us and help us to um, to thrive in you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right. So we're going to be reading from Philippians one and it, he's Paul starts out. This is a letter from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of you, all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. So right off, Paul reminds them of who he is. He doesn't say, I'm your great leader, Paul, who is so amazing. He says, I'm a slave to Christ. And the slave to Christ, um, that language was used in, in different um epistles both by Paul and by Peter and it would really describe that you were once um, slaves to sin and then sin or Jesus bought you with his life and now you're his slaves but Paul says in um, 2 Corinthians that he who was a slave is the Lord's freedman and who was he who was free is the Lord's slave and what that means is that that being a slave to sin um, is is terrible and it just you know br brings out sin and, and death in you. But once you're once you belong to Jesus, that that um, is continues to put righteousness in you. And so it was. It, there's a freedom that comes from being from belonging to Jesus. And so Paul was saying that his life is free 
um, in Jesus, even though he's in chains where he's at in the um, prison in Rome. And then, and so not only was Paul reminding him of his identity, he was reminding them of all of our identity because you're only, you, you, you are, every person is, belongs to someone. You either are a slave to sin and, and death, or you are bought by the um, life and death and resurrection of Jesus, and you're bought into life, into freedom in Jesus. And so he's saying, this is you too. And then he reminds them of who they, of who their, what their purpose is. He says he's, they are the holy people who belong to Jesus Christ. The holy people means they're set apart. And so when we see that Paul is writing to the holy people who belong to Jesus Christ, he's seeing that he's writing to those who are set apart. And that's our identity too. No matter where we are, the church isn't the building, the church is the people. And when, he, and when we are being written to and, and called to and spoken to by Jesus, we are being, um, we are, he's speaking to those of us that he has set apart for his purposes. In verse 3, it continues, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request to, for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And so you see he's, he can experience joy because he has a partnership in those um, who are scattered all over the world who are doing the same work he is. He doesn't say that they're, they're his servants or they're the ones who are you know, like just told what to do. He's saying that we are all servants of Jesus and we are all doing this thing. And I can have joy because of what you are doing and you can have joy because of what I am doing. In verse 6 he says... I am, and I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now, this might seem like it's just a random good work, but the language that's used in Greek is actually a, a word, what, like the beginning word for the beginning of a, a sacrifice that you would prepare to put on an altar. And so... And so this beginning word is like he who did this beginning, this preparation, is going to continue to prepare it until the sacrifice is offered. Now, um, this, is, this would be strange language on its own, except Paul has, con has constantly um, encouraged his followers to be living sacrifices. We're not the ones who have to die. Jesus died for us as a final sacrifice to give us life. But our lives are a whole sacrifice to God that is begun in this, in this preparing language and will continue to be prepared and worked out in righteousness until we are presented and can be with Jesus on the other side of eternity. And so he, Paul is saying you know, that he is confident that this work that God has begun is going to continue to be worked out. So when we're home here and we're thinking there's like this massive pause on all of our lives, we can take these words and think, but God has done something. He has begun something in us and he's going to continue to work it out as we live for him. 
In verse 7, it says, So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me, see, we're in this together, the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good, new, good news. God knows how much I love you and how I long to, with you, with the te- how I long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. And so there's this togetherness and there's this remembering and and um and he's assuming this affection from those who are believers that he's writing to as well it says i pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding for i want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you know, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And so we see that God's continuing in all circumstances, both in Paul's and his readers, including us, to work to um, work out a a growing knowledge and understanding of who he is so that we can know what matters and so that we can have this righteous character produced in our lives. Now I'm going to skip down to verse um, 18. In this next section, Paul's talking about, you know, whether he it's a about his imprisonment and how it's actually worked out for his good. And he's addressing a question about um, what what happens if other people are, are preaching about Jesus and, and not just him. But he, he basically is saying that that's all all right because he knows that God is in control. And in, in verse 19 it says, And I will continue to rejoice, for I know that, that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. He's talking about he'll be free, either free with, to be with Jesus or free from his um, captivity. But he's, again, inviting them into the partnership and acknowledging their partnership as they pray for him. And I just want to acknowledge the partnership that we have as a church body, though we're scattered. Whether, you know, we're in Paxton and, and other places in Illinois, Colorado, Texas, and Iowa. We can pray for one another because that is what helps sustain us and sustains the joy and the, and the ability to thrive in us. In verse 20, it says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. And so he's showing us that our lives, whether we get to do our daily lives and you know our normal jobs and go and come, um, and then attend church and you know celebrate Jesus, or whether we're home and don't get to do net, you know regular church stuff, or if we're on the job and don't do, get to do regular church stuff, it's our whole lives that matter, and it's our whole lives that are to be living for Christ, and so we get the joy and the um, and the anticipation of finding out what that means more and more. We're going to skip now to verse 27. 
Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come um, and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together in one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any ways by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. And so here Paul's saying they're in this together. He's reminding them we're all doing this. And it is a struggle. And, and there are people who are struggling really, really badly. And there are people who um, are really being triggered by this. And it's, it's been really um, terrible for them. And there's been others who have been um, succumbing to illness with this virus that's going around. And yet we can stand together and as we're standing together, we're showing the enemy of our souls who, that is evil and darkness and wants to destroy us, that we will not be destroyed, that we can do this and we can um, hold on together and have hope and support one another. So I do want to encourage you, if you are struggling and you feel like you're alone, reach, reach into this um, body. And, and we can support you and um, pray for you, just like Paul was knowing that his prayers mattered. This reading speaks of struggle, and for many of us, we have some kind of struggle. We need to remember that we are set apart and that God knows us and sees us, and he is continuing to do the work that he has prepared in us to do. We also have to remember that Every day we're not living on our own. We are living for Jesus. And so we can um, continue to discover what matters to Jesus. And here's what I want you to know this morning. You matter. So if nothing else that you hear, remember that you matter to Jesus enough that he gave his life and death for. And so um, please know that survival counts. And every day that you breathe counts. And self-care is important. And if you can only care about yourself and you can't do anything else right now, care about yourself. And um, know that you are loved we, and that you are supported. One of the things that, ha that I did when this very first started was... Um, I knew we were going to be locked in the house, and so I got out some of the white Christmas lights and put them around the house. And I just knew that that was going to be some way of just making me feel calm. And I and so it was a silly thing, and it was kind of like a manic thing. I was like, it was really kind of my family laughed at me, and yet I knew that it was something that was going to take care of myself. And I also asked for prayer for the isolation. Um, we can have goals as we're you know some of us are forced to slow down I've taken on um, goals for to stretch I've never stretched very well and I know that my tense muscles have a lot to do with storing anxiety and and stuff and so I've tried to take care of myself by stretching but we can have goals and finding out what God is doing in us to shape our character 
and we can serve others. There's ways people have been making masks or writing notes. We can um, encourage people on social media. There's ways that we can reach out. But if you can't do anything else right now, if you don't feel like you're thriving yet, please um, feel supported because thriving comes um, in many ways from knowing that you're not alone, that you belong, that you belong, and that you're supported. And now we're going to continue our, our service with um, worship. Father, thank you that we can worship you and that we know that you love us. And we know what matters to you is us and humanity and that um, you will work in us and give us the joy that we will need as we um, thrive in you together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Didi. Um, you know, one of our top priorities during this whole time is that we want to stay connected. And so if you haven't already liked Hope Vineyard on Facebook, which you're here right now, uh, please go ahead and do that. Just like us, follow us. Um, let you know If you want to know what's happening, like our weekly check-ins that are coming up. Uh, every Tuesday at 11 and on Thursdays at 5 p.m., we check in to uh, just see how we're doing, how people are doing. We're doing all kinds of different things. Um, and so put those on your calendar and make sure that, uh, that you join us on those, those times if you want to check in and be connected. And then I want to say thank you to everybody who has continued to give during this time. There have been uh, times where, uh, you know, um, offerings have come in through the, through the mail, online, um, those are things that uh, it's, it's essential. But one thing that I wanted to share is that, that being generous is a way that we trust God, and it's something that he actually commands us to do. In Hebrews, it says, Do not neglect to do good and share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And so when we are generous people, uh, it pleases Jesus. And, and so thank you for those of you who are Continue to be generous in this time. If you don't currently give to Hope Vineyard Church, I encourage you to, to pray about that and consider that. Um, there are three easy ways to give. And if, if it's not Hope Vineyard Church, then be generous someplace, to the local food pantry, to a uh, local nonprofit. But if you want to contribute to Hope Vineyard, three easy ways, online at hopevineyardchurch.us, um, automatic bill pay from your bank, or you can easily mail a check 152 North Market Street in Paxton, 60957 is the address here. And um, just want to say thank you again uh, for continuing to support uh, what God is doing uh, here in Paxton. So we're going to end with a tune. And I want to encourage you to uh, just soak in the words of this song. It's an expression of, of exactly who God is. Uh, that, that in storms... In difficult circumstances, uh, he can make a way where there seems to be no way. And that's one of the, the biggest things that carries me through in, um, in uh, you know, any kind of time of anxiousness or worry is if I know the character of God, then I can trust in him. And so as we sing today, uh, just remember that truth. And so we sing that out to him as a way to, for us to remember.
darkness keep the light in the darkness my god that is who you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you take this time at the close of our um, service to pray for all of you. Um, some of you have, who have uh, expressed concerns have said, um, I know Mary said that she was struggling with vertigo and dizziness, so I want to pray for that. I know some of you are starting to feel really irritable. Maybe some of you all you know, have been irritable for the last month, but some of you were doing okay, and now it's just like you don't... You're starting to feel really on edge. And I just want to um, 
pray and lift that up as well because that's normal. There's like the actual um, science that says like your body just isn't able to move like it normally does and you're not connecting and you're growing more tired. But I just want to pray that you'll have the endurance for the long run. And um, as well as I know that there's there's this there's like a a looming threat of illness, and I feel like we as we're praying together, we can um, pray that it doesn't get its way. Um, I know that there's we can't prevent every single illness and struggle, but I do feel like as we are um, the church lifting up together just asking God for protection and asking and, and telling darkness to subside that we do have power. So I just want to pray for those things. Father, I thank you that you love us and that we matter to you and that, um, that you died for humanity because we are yours and we have your um, image written inside of us, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we get to reflect the love and the care for that you have for us and for each other. I ask that you'll um, encourage us this week as we are seeing that you are in control and that we are called to purpose and that we're not, even though our circumstances are different, um, you're still at work and we can join you. Lord, I pray for Mary McNeely's dizziness and vertigo. I just, I just tell it to stop, to back away, to leave her be in the name of Jesus. And that heaviness and agitation that some of us are feeling, I just bind that, tell it to stop, just stop bothering us. Lord, I, I release your presence and your spirit um, to flow over us. Lord, calm our edginess. Give us opportunities and practical ways of um, letting that energy out. And those who are overwhelmed and really working longer hours than normal and doing much more than they've had to do, Lord, those who, who are taking care of people who are ill or who haven't been able to be with loved ones because of the um, separation due to the to virus. Lord, I ask that you would minister to the weariness and to the struggle and to the um, disappointment. Lord, I ask that you would minister to depression and anxiety and loneliness. And Lord, I ask that there would be a sense of belonging that would spread and a sense of partnership that would spread throughout our scattered church body as we, in this together, live for you and that you will um, continue, us to, to continue to show us all that matters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. Um, please try to connect throughout the week. If you need to reach out, reach out. Um, we'll, we'll schedule Zoom meetings or phone calls. But we care, and we want to um, be in this together with you. Thank you. <laughs>